Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tacos and Beer Bellies. I am your host, Freak Show. Haven't been on for a minute. Um, it's been been some time. It is Friday the 13th. And uh, joining me in the Tab Studios, the host of What the Sex, which you can find on Amazon and Spotify, as well as our show, uh, is Mr. Kenny Red. Hey, hey, hey. All right. That's Thank- my fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kenny Red is one of my very good friends and fellow comic book nerd and pop Jeez. culture uh, um, aficionado. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to get his insight because we are about to start technically uh, the phase five of Marvel and wanted to get his insight on a couple different things. Have you seen the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Of course. Are so, you kidding me? Watched it like four times already. So thoughts? I'm excited for Kang, man. I think this is uh, Kang's coming out party. And, I mean, you know, the, the stuff with Loki and uh, the the Time Variance Agency, the TVA, was really good. But to me, in that, Kang was entirely too nice. And it seems like when it comes to Scott Lang, like, Dude, I will I will rain hell down on your on your world if you don't do what I want you to do, and that's more the Kang I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the TVA, rumor is in the Deadpool Logan, um, Deadpool three essentially is what it is. Is the very first film for Deadpool in the MCU. Um, the TVA is rumored to be a very um, a very uh, significant part in it. And, but I definitely agree. I I am looking forward to Kang. I I really liked this latest, I guess this is the actual trailer because, or is this the second trailer? It's the second trailer. The first one they came out with was kind of a teaser. uh, Yeah, it was a teaser. Just had uh, Scott Lang kind of meandering about in the, (laughs) in the quantum realm. And it didn't really show a whole lot. Uh, this one goes more in depth with uh, Kang and all the you know kind of trouble that he causes, um, and it shows the two different Cassie Langs, uh, young Cassie and older Cassie, and it's got Modok um, yeah. in it. Which, if my understanding is correct, that's just Yellow Jacket from being in the quantum realm for too long. That is how they did that. I think that would be a great you know segue. From, you know, the first movie. Um, what else is going on? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Everybody gets your tissues. Yeah. Who do you think's <laughs> going? Uh, Rocket, for sure. And uh, um, I, I, Dave Batista has said that he's done doing Marvel. Yeah, so. that's, that's where my money was. It was going to be Drax. I really didn't think that Rocket would go. Um, but of course that's because everything in the trailer is telling me that rocket's going to go. So, uh, he may not, 
in its in its tracks. And of course, we get the "We Are Groot" again. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, they won't mess with Groot. I think that's that's no. It's like getting rid of Baby Yoda on the Mandalorian. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think Groot goes anywhere. But you get one of those, you know, kind of. Uh, climactic scenes, one of those one of those moments where he hits you with the "We Are Groot." Uh, Vin Diesel's best work, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not looking forward to the Fast Ten coming out oh later. Oh my god, R- retire it already. Oh, actually, um, I I don't know if it was fan made, but I saw a, a teaser uh, on TikTok, and Jason Momoa's in this one. And Brie Lawson is in this one. And I was like, okay. who is financing these movies? Uh, Vin just, Diesel? I don't know. They're just giving them a <laughs> blank check and, hey, go make some super shitty movie. And apparently, I mean, they got to be making money. That, they're very popular movies in the East. <laughs> I was gonna say, they have to be lucrative. Somebody's making money. Otherwise, we wouldn't be on Fast 48 or whatever whatever the hell we're on. Yeah, this is they have the sad thing. Well, not the sad thing. The the curious thing is that they actually have some pretty damn good talent in the cast through all of them. Oh yeah, I mean Helen Mirren, she's in it. No, uh, they they have great you know actors and everything. It's just. The writing, and I get it. You know, it's a it's a movie. It's not supposed to be believable, but at the same time, they took a car into space, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I did. Was it a Fiero? Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> I lo- I loved how they were incorporating it. I think it ties back into what you know, Marvel with the multiverse, all of that. I think that's where, um. They got that from. I think everybody's kind of flirting with that now. Yeah, because, I mean, it's the same thing I've said about uh, how DC's kind of wet the bed for years now is because Marvel gave you the blueprint, and um, you're just not following it. So, speaking of DC, there is talks on the webs of the the original Justice League. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Gadot um, Henry Cavill, all kind of teaming together to go after DC since they signed multi-year contracts, specifically Ben Affleck, because he was, part of his contract was to direct... Direct the Batman. A yeah. Batman. A Batman film. Well, so, so here's the thing. If you think that DC doesn't have a loophole in there where they can cancel those contracts and get out of that, then you're smoking something. Secondly, uh, just no. There, it, was, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was good, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't finished. It wasn't a complete project, and it wasn't, oh. you know, I, th- I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I, 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 respectfully disagree i thought i I mean i'm glad i watched it at home i could not imagine four hours in the theater to watch it but cinema i mean the cinematography the i mean everything was phenomenal with it i i will grant that the the flow of it 
could yeah, have been super let choppy. choppy. Yeah. But, um, you know, we've talked about it before. Jared Leto as the Joker. In underrated. That, very underrated. Exactly. I think he he realized when he accepted that role, like, hey, everybody's going to say Heath Ledger is the GOAT when it comes to that. Um, but So let me take the character and let me do a different variation. Well, there's so many variations. Yes. And that's what I think that's what people don't understand. They get hung up on the Heath Ledger aspect of it, which is the anarchist Joker. Um, the anarchist Joker would have no room for a Harley Quinn right. at all. You know, that guy, he doesn't, he doesn't care about having sex at all. He just wants to blow things up, set things on fire and watch the world burn. Whereas the Jared Leto version is a mob boss. And, you know, there's so much backstory. He's got the metal teeth because they were hit, hit all of his teeth were knocked out with a brick. Mm-hmm. Like that's the story behind the metal teeth in, in that Joker. And I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, I would have loved to have seen him with his own, you know, kind of where he's the main, you know, adversary. Um, that's never going to happen. I thought suicide squad two, um, not great. <laughs> right. Uh, it was, it was not great at all. Uh, then again, neither was Suicide Squad one, but you know it had the James Gunn silliness and you know bright colors and and all that stuff. Uh, no, which, wait, wait, wait. So James, because there's, but the James Gunn did the second one, right? It wasn't a sequel; it was a different variation. I actually loved that one. And why'd they call it Suicide Squad two? I didn't think they did. Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Well, let's check um, old uh, IMDb here. I mean, same Harley Quinn and, you know, all that good stuff. But Yeah, because, I mean, she nailed it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Suicide Squad 2. It's the Suicide oh, Squad. well. Whereas the previous one, the 2016, Will Smith, Jared Leto. Um, but the 2021, Margot Robbie... Idris Elba. Yeah, and whoever's writing for DC now, give me Deathstroke. Yeah. Give me a big screen version of Deathstroke, please. So the how man did, is a badass. So how did you like the casting for that? What um hold on, let me bring up his name. I can't <laughs> we'll say uh Miss uh, You're talking about the one Mr. That they, Vergara? The <laughs> the one that they were gonna have in the Justice League? Yeah. The the dude from True Blood? Yeah, I, married I liked to Sophia it. Vergara. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I would have liked to have seen more. I think he looked the part for sure. Yeah, I thought um, it was. I thought it was great casting. Um, it is is DC's problem that it's just saturated. It like, is now between the CW shows, the movies, the different variations of the movies. Yeah, now it is. So now you've got, you know, all these different DC shows and they just let, you know, any, anybody do a DC movie. So, um, you know, Marvel doesn't do that. Everything's centrally located. Everything's on Disney plus or in the theaters. That's where you see Marvel. Mm. You know, they did the agents of shield on ABC and then they rein that in they did, you know, the runaways and all that other stuff. And they, they reeled all that in. 
And so I think they kind of understood that, okay, this is getting out of hand. This is too much stuff to keep up with. We have to keep everything in house. And Marvel has a team of writers that tells the directors of the movies what needs to be in the movies. So they're like, we, we're going to work in a cameo from Wolverine here. So you need to make it work. And <laughs> true. And the immortals we can skip over. Yeah, that, that was, but I, I found it funny that they actually brought back in bolt for uh, the multiverse of madness. The, I'm excited to see where the scene of the Illuminati goes because I think there's a lot of potential there with professor Xavier and um, Reed Richards for when Dr. Strange comes back to earth one or whatever it is. Six one six Yeah, earth six one six. He can, you know, okay. I know these people are out there now, you know, now I can go find them. But he's off with, uh, yeah, I, I can't think of her name. Yeah, His we name. really shouldn't start. She, you know, she drinking ends up <laughs> frosty beverages when we do this. But she, uh, she ends up becoming his wife. I know that. Yeah, uh, and she's part of the Secret Wars, and it, it appears you know with Marvel leading up to the Secret Wars, which I'm ecstatic about. Um, but they're doing not the 1980s version of Secret Wars. They're doing the reissue of it, which happened later on. I think it was early 2000s or something. She is now going to be, that's why she was introduced, because she's going to be in it. Because the original Secret Wars, neither one of them were in it. It was, you know, a couple of the X-Men, a couple of the Fantastic Four, Thor, Hulk. Um, Kingpin was one of the villains. Doctor Doom was the main villain. And... That's who I keep waiting on too. And I, <laughs> who would you cast for that? Doctor Doom, oh, Victor Von Doom. Who would I? Ooh, man. Because I, I mean, I he is easily one of the highest villains in the MCU. Like, uh, oh yeah, one of the. Um, who would I cast as Victor Von? It's got to be like I don't know, like an older buff white guy. This is all I got in my head right now. Like. Would you, I mean, Henry Cavill? That might be all right. Might be all right. Because, interestingly enough, he, 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 is, he has been associated with it online, on numerous different, you know, fan sites and such. But he's too butthurt over Superman to do another As he should. Movie. I mean, he said. I don't think so. I'm, I'm good with it. I. I'm completely okay with James Gunn walking in that office and saying, everything you're doing, just stop. Well, okay, <laughs> that's a separate thing, but... Everybody's fired. And <laughs> but but they sat there and approached him. That was before said, James Gunn got there. Ugh, but still, I mean, that... that I'm not saying it's the coolest shit ever. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't suck for him, but... At the same time, like I'm, I'm team James Gunn on that. Like walk in, everything we're doing, just stop. Everybody's fired. You know, we're, we're starting over and they kept the people that they needed to keep, which, um, is the flash and the Batman. So, and well, now when you say the Batman, are you referring to the Pattinson? Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. 
which was a, an amazing movie. Oh my god, it was incredible. Um, and so they they kept him, and they kept uh, Ezra, whatever. The, but I think the weirdo that's playing the Flash. I think Reeves' Batman is going to be similar to Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker, where it's really not in you know, a certain timeline or order. Robert Pattinson is not going to be incorporated with the Justice League or any of that shit. He's probably going to have to be. I don't think they're going to give him a choice. Uh, Because, I mean, what I see them doing, and this, God, I've been hoping for it for so long, is we get Flashpoint. We get Flashpoint, and we can reset literally everything that has ever happened in this awful mixed-up DC universe. And start fresh. Flashpoint has been the reset button for the entire time, and they've been afraid to pull the trigger. So walk in, everybody's fired. Flashpoint, all right, go. You and you've got Robert Pattinson as the Batman, and you've got the Flash, and you can even recast him in Flashpoint if you want to. Yeah, you. I mean, well, so the trailer for the Flash, the teaser, has been out now for a couple days on TikTok and and such and where they they tease you know another Batman which obviously if the rumors are true it's Michael Keaton yeah he fell off the motorcycle um so if you're going to recast the Flash and restart use that as a stepping stool to go forward who would you recast as the Flash? Would you use uh, the guy that from the CW? I I, I mean, thought he did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, for it being a series, if that makes sense. I don't know how that Flash translates to the big screen. Um, just because when when he gets to the big screen, it's a different writer, different production, different directors, different. I mean, it's it's just different everything. He worked with the same people over at the CW for years and years and years. All right, you know, so it was you know he found his groove there and ran with it. Moving to the big screen might not be you know such an easy jump, especially working with all these different people. So I I honestly don't know. So you'd be okay with. I would all be, new actors. Uh, oh yeah, all new actresses. Hold auditions. We're yeah. not. You know. I mean, think about. So again, you know, Marvel gave you the blueprint, right? They went out and got Robert Downey Jr. and they didn't pay him squat for that first Iron Man movie. And now, granted, he wound up making his money because he got his money on the back end, right? Okay, but he also had. I mean, he had all these troubles in his past. They had a clause in his contract where, like, hey, if you get in trouble with the law or you go back to using, then you're out and you don't get any money. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, so that they gave you the blue, like go out and you know, it obviously it can't be, there's not like an older superhero. Like I, I think they want to start young, which is why they're going Robert Pattinson for the Batman. Yeah. Because he's a younger cat. And I thought he did amazing for, that movie. Listen, I was not thrilled about Twilight playing the Batman. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he then I, I before the Batman came out, he was in um, that movie with John David Washington. And they're like tenant. Yes. So good. Yeah. Chris Nolan. Yeah. So good. 
Does he make a bad movie, Chris Nolan? Not that I've seen. Interstellar. I mean, uh, the original. What well, you can't say original, but the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, just amazing. God, yeah. he's he's just so good. So I I wasn't overly thrilled with you know that casting. Then I watched Tenet. And then he's got the, you're better at remembering the names of things than I am. He's got the uh, one movie where it's him and um, Tobey Maguire. Um, and he's like a preacher. He's like this oh. really weirded out preacher. I know what you're talking. Um, it was like a Netflix movie. Like it was only on Netflix or something like that. But it was also amazing. Like he was really good in that too. And then like after seeing those two performances, I was like, all right, bro, you can be Batman. Like, <laughs> well, and, and that's, and he said, Robert Pattinson said, he said the only superhero he would ever play is Batman. Yeah. Because he's a, yeah, he's a very dark character and like it or not, Robert Pattinson. I mean, he, he loves the dark. He loves playing those. He played, um, the dude that traveled across Mexico with Che Guevara um, God, I forgot the name of that uh, movie, but it was actually very good. I mean, he he wanted he obviously he spent years doing the Twilight series, and then he was, you know, in the Harry Potter series for a little bit, and so he's like, I want to get away from the franchise, the big budget. I want to do some indie films, and he knocked it out of the park. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you you know dip your toe in the the big water like that he was waiting for his turn back in and i think the batman was just a uh you know home run on that so i and i think you know james gunn's not stupid right so he walks in and he's like okay we're gonna shelve everything that looks stupid <laughs> um joker 2 is still happening because he knows that's gonna be you know they're just throwing money at him mm-hmm um, and then there's like a couple other things that he's letting get out, which I don't know why he is for some reason, uh, especially considering they're not going to have anything to do with DC in the future, but, uh, like Shazam, the new Shazam movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. you know, the Shazam kids are all fired. Like, why are we, <laughs> I don't How know why, I don't get know why rid of Megan good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we're still, you know, letting that movie get out. Um, but and also, I thought Black Adam was incredible. Really? Uh, oh my god! I thought it was so good. I thought it was the I thought it was the first DC movie that I could hold up to a Marvel movie and go, okay, this Ooh. is this is good. And especially at the end when um, Superman comes in and they you know they right? have their, they have their scene that went and they were really... setting up for yeah they're setting up for Black Adam versus Superman. Yeah, Rock. Uh, I I think Rock is part of that lawsuit as well, where they're like, "Hey, you guys, you know, we had a deal," and I mean, hopefully, hopefully it works out. I mean, I mean what are they going to do? Okay, you sue. And, they're okay, going to get paid. Okay, okay, we'll we'll make your movie. But do you really want to at that point? Like, you know that the studio doesn't want to put anything behind it. They're not going to promote it. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to do anything for you because they don't want to make the movie. So why just shut up and go home? Like there's, there's a whole bunch of millionaires crying about, you know, but, but if fan casting is, and we've seen it, we've seen it numerous times on both sides. Fan casting is 
money in the bank. Um, it bare minimum, it's positive promotion, all of that. I mean, John Krasinski as Reed Richards, we saw it in, you know, Multiverse Madness. That was the biggest hype for me of that movie, besides Patrick Stewart and the, you know, the yellow wheelchair coming in. That was the biggest, you know, pop of that movie. And it's because everybody and their mothers was stating that him and his wife should be cast as Reed and Sue Storm, or Reed Richards and Sue Storm of the Fantastic Four. Whoever is going to get cast in that, by the way, it's just, if it's not those two, um, they're in for it. But anyway, but that makes a big deal. Like, everybody was very happy when Henry Cavill, you know, posted that. And it's, um, you know, there's a lot of fan momentum, which equals dollars. Or do you, I mean, do you, do you think it's one of those where it's like, hey, you know, the studio knows best. You guys will come around. Or does fan influence influence profit? I think that with DC, they've been letting the fans influence everything for a little bit too long there. Uh, just, you know, and it's kind of ran. I mean, that Val Kilmer Batman movie was terrible. They, it oh, was, yeah. You know, they, they made that specifically because they had... You know, you get Val Kilmer and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you know, and it was just, just awful. It was terrible. Um, and <laughs> Val, Val Kilmer even said that that movie was trash. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not good. Now, I've always sat there and said because I own that those four Batman. Yeah, the box that you have to. Yeah, and I always sat there and said that movie. The movie sucked. The movie was terrible. It was rushed. It was. But George Clooney looked just not in not in the suit, but George Clooney looked the most similar to Bruce Wayne out of everybody. So correct. And I say that quite a bit. Um, when I find out somebody's going to be cast as Batman, I, I found myself saying a lot, okay, they'll, they'll make a good Bruce Wayne but I don't know if they'll make a good Batman. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, speaking of fan casting, so um, there's a lot of more. Rosario Dawson, what? Yeah, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'd, I would love to see the Netflix, um, the Defenders being incorporated. Not only Daredevil, obviously, but. I think it is. Luke Cage, all of yeah. that. Uh, Would you recast Iron Fist? Uh, was it was that it was bad the, acting that was or bad only, writing? That was the only series out of that that was just complete garbage. Um, I know that uh, the the woman who plays Jessica Jones, yeah, she just posted um, a picture of herself working out in a Daredevil t shirt. Yeah, she's got to make an appearance. Yeah, so I'm assuming she's coming back for Daredevil. Now, I thought Luke Cage's casting was great. Yeah. I think he's a great actor. I can't I can't remember his name. Mike Coulter. Yeah, he's he's amazing. I've seen him in some other stuff too and he he does a really good Evil. Job. Evil is a show yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. that is a well-written 
It's got the creepy dude from Lost as the devil or whatever. I haven't seen the last season, but amazing, amazing writing. Yep, he's in that, and he does a great job. Um, Iron Fist, I... Man, I don't know. If we're going to have a white guy going to a, a, a far-off monastery or church or something, just let's stick with Dr. Strange. Well, <laughs> you got, I mean, if you're going to bring in the defenders, you got to, I mean, if they're going to bring no, in, they got to do it. something with them. They, but it's going to look a really bad dick move if you're like, okay, we're bringing in the original cast except for Mr. Finn over here who... I, I don't think he was bad. I think it was the writing. I, it might have been the writing. I think it was I, It was poorly Netflix written. pushing, like, hey, we got to get this shit out so we can push out Defenders. It was poorly written, and it felt rushed. And the parts of it that were rushed, they rushed the wrong parts. Like yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Like, they took their time with all the slow stuff that nobody cared about, and then they, they rushed all the, all the action sequences and, and stuff like that. And... It just, it was so bad. Um, but I think what's his name is coming back as Punisher. Oh, John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be back as Punisher. I'm pretty sure. I'm just excited for Kingpin, man. To be honest, I that was a great cast. Vincent DeForno has not done anything wrong in his entire career, right? as far as I'm concerned. Men in so, Black, even yeah, Men in whatever. Black was great. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I I couldn't agree. He's the, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Vincent D'Onofrio? There, there. I'm trying to think. D'Onofrio? Did I say it wrong? I said DeForno. DeForno. Yeah, it's D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. The I, Cell. He was the in The Cell, cell yeah. with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, yes. Um, so. Private Pile. Oh, gosh. Man. Even the Law and Order series he was in, he, he was really good in it. He tilted his head a lot in that shit. I was just like, dude, are you are you trying to make out with the, the person you're you know, interrogating is always, always just left and right. Just like, so yeah. So you, you did this to your wife and like, <laughs> dude, um, the cameraman is probably just going hold the fuck still. <laughs> um, but going back to casting, um, so, uh, Mr. Giancarlo, who was just on, um, Jimmy Fallon the other night, yeah, so he wants to play Professor X. So, okay. I wanted to kind of transition because um, to that. Because I definitely agree. You and I have discussed this about representation mm-hmm. on film. And so is it, I guess I have to ponder the question um, or throw out the question. Is it? representation that we need to change up characters as they're diff as they differ in the comics or do we need for the comics to create more people of color heroes so the comics are already doing that too the i mean both you see the hollywood studios and the comics both doing it i feel like personally these are fictional characters Right, they don't, <laughs> they don't exist in the real world, um, and I feel like you know why couldn't Professor X be a brown guy? Like, there's, I mean, there's nothing saying that okay. he, you know what I mean? Like, so playing devil's advocate here, if 
they recast a white dude, or let's say they cast a white dude. And I go back to as what, like Black Panther? That yeah. doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But on the same sense, Charles Xavier. Okay, because so the original comic book, original X Men, Oxford fifties, and very he was one of the so thinkers and he got in trouble in the earlier things like he would so here's he, here's something i've thought about actually so like you said oxford in the 50s right it is 2023 somebody that was in the oxford in the 50s probably not gonna be around much longer true. right so they have to start updating things and so you know now it's okay maybe oxford in the 80s or 90s Okay. You know, and so it makes a lot more sense now to have, you know, a black Professor X or we can never have a black Superman just because he would have blew the world up for me. I was actually no, I, I mean on that I mean, on that on that point though, because you know, Michael B. Jordan and Warner Brothers were working on the variation of Superman because again with you know, Marvel working on this many different variations of their characters and everything. There is a comic book, you know, series with Superman being African American. It, it's based so it's based more on Krypton than Earth. And I, I, I can't say for certain, but I believe that's what Michael B. Jordan was doing. I was down for. It's like it's a variation. It's you know, it's not the same. It's based on Krypton. Not so if that's if that's what they're doing. Like if if they show Krypton, everybody on Krypton is black, and then no, no, no. It was I mean it was it was multicultural, but Kal-El was, at, you know, okay. It would be Michael B. Jordan playing him. I just you know I have a hard time as a person of color growing up in America in rural Kansas. <laughs> well, having superpowers and not having killed the entire police department would be <laughs> would be fucking astounding. First, oh, I got powers. First stop. Yeah, fuck <laughs> all that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. One federal plaza. Yeah. So I don't, uh, Mr. FBI. We're just playing. We don't want to blow up federal <laughs> plaza. But I'm just saying, like I, that doesn't fly. And there's no. um there's a movie. My oh, God, is it? God, I suck at this. Um where they have the kid who has Superman's powers and he gets bullied and picked on and teased. Is that bright? Yes. Yes. Star bright burn or whatever. Yeah. I think it was like bright burn or something like that. It was so good. I have yet to watch that. Oh man. You got to watch that. It was a horror. It was more of a horror movie. Wasn't it? It was a suspense. It's a a suspense movie. It wasn't a horror movie. Like it's the kid. He comes to earth. It's essentially the story of Superman, but he just breaks the other way. Yeah. Bright burn. So good. Yeah, I'll have to add that to the queue. Like I was I was thoroughly impressed with how good that movie was. So you would be So besides um for Logan, Wolverine. They gotta get rid of they gotta get rid of uh him. Okay, yeah. I mean obviously that's Hugh that, Jackman's gotta go. Okay, but so with the X Men being introduced, um and, you know, obviously this is going to be incorporated. When you sign on to Marvel, you're looking at 10, 15 years. Right. Over the course of time. So 
I don't think they. I don't Giancarlo think, I don't think, is not a young dude. I don't I'm, think Hugh Jackman got that deal. I think he got the one movie. Uh, he's going to do the Deadpool. Oh no, no, there. no! I agree. Yeah, it's, he's doing a variation. There's, I mean, it's going to include the TVA, and then he's going to die again. I think that is pretty much assumed. Um, or he's going to live the rest of his days in obscurity on one of the variations of the universe. Uh, but if incorporating Professor X, you have James McAvoy, you have the X-Men cast, The you know, from not the obviously the original trilogy, yeah, but... Fox shit the bed on I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not casting. bad, but I mean, it's, obviously, there's a know, lot of bouncing around. And <laughs> but yeah, I mean, each each movie, Brian Singer didn't shit the bed on that. No, Fox opinion. did. Fox is the ones. Who yeah. Shit the bed. Um, I mean, the original when it came out, it everybody, dope. yeah, it sat in theater. I'm like, finally, you know, because this is this is who it is. They shit the bed on the Fantastic Four. I. Definitely. Twice. Shit yeah. the bed on the Fantastic Four twice. Michael B. Jordan did his best, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I liked how it was a darker movie. Um, It, it wasn't. Well, as three comic- times. They shit the bed three times with Silver, or on Fantastic Four. They did that, that bullshit sequel, sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer. With uh, Lawrence Fishburne as yeah, the voice. It was fucking yeah. terrible. And then they did Silver the, Surfer. the reboot of Fantastic Four. And that was terrible. The casting was not on that one. I actually really enjoyed that casting. Um, well, the thing is, so here's the thing. When you go to a Marvel movie or you see a Marvel TV show, you know that it's part of something bigger, right? Yeah. You know that, okay, I have to watch this because, you know, uh, Kang the Conqueror is going to reference this movie or something from this movie is going to make a difference in the next movie or something. Like, essentially, it's all sequels. So you can't really... You know, that's part of going into what's part of the, the allure of watching a Marvel a Marvel project. How is this going to be incorporated Correct. going forward? Yeah. yeah. How is this, you know, how is this going to make a difference later on? Whereas you had Fox doing that and, and with Spider-Man, like, it's like, okay, you know, this is cool, but this is what it is. Like, and it doesn't matter. Like, so <laughs> given, you know, now that, you know, Disney owns fantastic four and and x-men and all of that why wouldn't you with disney's money keep michael fassbender as as magneto james mcavoy as professor x i'm all for scrapping the entire thing doing a james gunn and yep okay scrapping the entire thing um are you are you as far as the Fantastic Four there? I mean, the the leading people were John Krasinski and his wife Emily Blunt playing Reed Richards and Sue Storm. The the, the other person mentioned was the guy from You, uh, the Netflix show You playing Reed Richards. Um, I see that who's as well. Making these these. Decisions. No, I, uh, the little bit we got of Reed Richards in multiverse, I wasn't impressed. Um, it it didn't jump off the the screen at me. You know who I think would be a good Reed Richards and you're going to laugh. Um, Sheldon 
the dude that plays Sheldon from Big Jim Bang Parsons. Yes, he'd have to bulk up a little, a little, not much. But what's I mean, Reed Richards doesn't fight. He's not. I, mean, uh, I if to me, I think just thinking in front of the camera and behind the camera, I believe John Krasinski and Emily Blunt would be great at it. I mean, Emily, they're both amazing actors and actresses, but uh, I, I really think if, if this God, I can't think of the, the guy from the Netflix show you, um, I've never seen it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I watched the first series because of course everybody was talking about it and, and, and he's, he's very good. The guy from you, he's he's very good. Um, he looks the part. Um, I I don't know. I just think that you know, it, it makes it, after watching uh, starting to watch season two of uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon, um, which if you haven't seen it, you got to. It's Jack Ryan is is done great, and it's John Krasinski. I've always been a fan of his, you know, 13 hours, all of all of that. He's just an amazing actor. Uh, I've never watched one episode of The Office, though. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I saw Inglorious Bastards, though. Was he in Inglorious Bastards? I'm pretty sure. He was the bear Jew, wasn't he? No. That's not him? No. No. John Krasinski was not in Inglorious Bastards. No. And who was the... Was the bear do? That was. I thought he was. Uh, hold on. I have to look now. I can think of it's Eli Roth. Yes, that's who it was. Yep, he plays the bear Jew. Yes. Yeah, because he isn't Eli Roth like a horror director too. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he. I mean, God, I well Tarantino. That'll be a different episode. <laughs> we go into Tarantino movies. Oh, I'll be here all day. Um, and but I mean, as far as casting though, um, I think we've learned. I mean, we're we're in our forties. We've learned don't go ape shit until you see the product, and that's based on Heath Ledger. So whoever they cast, um, I think will. You know, obviously, we're fans of the comics. We want to see it. Um, Black Panther 2 actually is going to start streaming on Disney Plus on February 1st, I think is what I read earlier. Yep. Um, How'd you like that? I loved it. It was great. Obviously, not as good as the first, but Um, I thought it was an amazing tribute to Chadwick. Um, Yeah, I was crying within the first, like, five minutes. Yeah, who wasn't? I mean, everybody was. Um, I thought the moment of silence during the, you know, Marvel scroll. That's what I wasn't ready for. Yeah, I wasn't. So I knew I had read something and I knew that they were changing all of the scenes and the Marvel lettering to Chadwick. So I knew that. So I was ready for it. What I wasn't ready for was the not having the, the Marvel theme behind it. And it was just quiet. And I was like, oh, my God, this is killing me right now. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it, I mean, literally everybody's ugly crying in the theater. It was it was a moment for sure. Shared trauma, everybody. Shared trauma. Yeah. 
I, what was I, uh, draft day. I was watching that the other night. Um, and he plays, uh, God, I can't think of the, the character's name, but he's in that movie. And I completely spaced that he was in it. Um, and Vontae Mack, there it is. Vontae Mack. And, you know, um, and even it, it's not a very big part. I mean, he, but he was jacked in that movie. Um, God, I miss him. I mean, just an amazing actor. And I, I just think that amazing human. Yeah, that too. But, um, you know, I, I thought that they handled it well. I think Marvel appeased everybody. Uh, with yes, uh, also shout out to uh, Angela Bassett took home the Golden Globe. Oh yes, you think um, they do the Oscar nominations here? I think the end of next week. Yeah, she's got to get one. You think? It, I mean, well, the Oscars expanded it. It used to be like four people nominated, five people nominated. Now it's like you know thirty. Um, no, it's not thirty, but um, it's a lot more. Um, she crushed that. I mean, oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's Angela Bassett. I mean, she she got her groove back, bro. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm actually kind of surprised that. um, Did you watch the Golden Globes, by the way? Uh, No, yeah, I didn't either. I I am uh, Jared. The only thing, the only part I did watch was Eddie Murphy's acceptance speech. Oh, that was great. (laughs) That was great. The blueprint. Yeah, the blue blueprint of success. That was that was funny, and if I had everything hooked up, I would sit there and run it off. But um, yeah, um, I I don't think I knew that um, Br- Brendan Fraser, Fraser, not Fraser, Fraser. Um, I knew he wasn't going to win because of his ongoing beef with the Hollywood Foreign Press. But have you watched? Uh, have you watched Doom Patrol? I watched the first season, and it's pretty good. Yeah, Brendan Fraser does a does a pretty good job in that. Too. I love how many times people like E News and all these entertainment magazines, Variety, they're like, "So how's it feel to be back in the spotlight?" And he's like, "I never left." He goes, "You guys just weren't paying attention." It was like Doom Patrol, and you know he's he's been acting, he's been consistently working, he just hasn't been in big stuff, big, big well stuff. stuff, yeah. Um, no pun intended with the whale, which is, which he will most likely be nominated. And of what I've seen of it, as far as best actor, I think Angela Bassett, best supporting actress. I think that'll carry over. Um, but I don't watch any of these movies. Like the movies that get nominated, like I just, they aren't my, I don't ever watch them. Like, yeah, I went through that too. Um, this movie looks like trash. I don't want to watch this. this <laughs> well, it. I, I will say, okay, so for instance. Like if it doesn't say Scorsese, Tarantino, or Marvel, or DC. So you didn't or, you didn't even bother watching this, Bo, you know, Boz Lerman's Elvis. No. I watched that because I went in, I'm like, okay, here's. Because you remember there, well, it was about eight years ago that, um. R.I.P. Lisa Marie Presley, though. Right, right. She just passed away overnight, or last night. Um, Did you ever meet her back at the club? No, I I never met her, no. 
uh, yeah, I, I wasn't working that night, but the club that we both used to DJ at back in the day, uh, she did do a show. And um, according to everybody that worked the show, she was amazingly nice and sweet and just very tired. But um, yeah, definitely RIP. But um, I was never an Elvis fan, though. I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of his music. I think he's a complex character. Obviously, there are many different stories about him. Uh, we were joking around last weekend, you know, quoting Public Enemy, you know, uh, uh, concerning Elvis. Um, but this, uh, but ABC, NBC, all of them did a Elvis docu- not documentary, but a movie. Yeah, uh, made for TV movie not too long ago. I mean, you know, ten years, fifteen years. Um, all obviously spending, you know, depicting certain aspects. But I I watched the movie that Boz Lerman because I I really enjoy his films, um, and I thought it was really good. And it was a definitely a different story. I mean, they really kind of focused in, and you know, the family was like, "Yeah, this is probably the best that we've seen." him portrayed um, because there was a lot to this guy. I mean, obviously he had, he had the influence, um, you know, BB King and, you know, a lot of R and B soul, what would become R and B soul back in those days that obviously wasn't on the radio as it should have been. No, cause it was Jim Crow and right. Yeah. Right. But you know, they show him in Memphis hanging out with BB King and, and it's, you know, it definitely opened up a different light. Um, you know, obviously he's not here, so we don't know. We have to take a word for it, but, um, his family, uh, were very supportive of the movie. Um, but I've got the winners and nominees. So speaking of the golden globes, so I mean, it's safe to assume that a majority of the shows or the movies, um, because Oscars is just film, the will kind of go over here and what movies you have and you have not or have a desire. Um, so Austin Butler won for Elvis for best actor in a drama. Very surprised. Brendan Fraser did not win that. Um, he was the front runner. If you do bet, he was on the majority of the gambling sites he was um favored to win that but original song i was shocked that uh rihanna did not win that with the popularity of that song because that song came out and it blew up quick yeah it's rihanna um but the song was nalu nalu i I don't even know if i'm pronouncing that it's from a movie called RRR. It's from India. Um, you got to watch that movie. Got to watch that movie. Um, if you've not seen it, it's over three hours long, though. Uh, but it's one yep, of the never most... Seen it. I, I haven't seen Avatar. I haven't seen, like... The original or the new one? Neither one of them. Oh, you got to. I, well, I mean, I know how that story ends, right? It's the Native American story. So I <laughs> I know what happens. There's okay. No, so watch they, t- it. they took Pocahontas and made him blue. Okay. Is what they did. Watch the movie. Leave out the story, but you have a 4K TV. You ha- I mean, you got to watch this movie because 
it is amazing the technological advances that James Cameron is an amazing director. He's always groundbreaking. And that's, you know, my watching that movie with my dad, when it came out on Blu-ray, I was like, and I had, you know, it was 1080p. It wasn't in 4K then. It was like, hey, I got an HD TV. And that movie came out. And it was like, he's like, oh, it looks animated. Just looks like animation. I'm like, no, no, no. It it does not. It does not look. So never mind. Yeah, the but I'm story. not. I'm not going to sit through three hours of visual effects. Oh, it. it I'm just. Me, I'm to just me, not. it was that was the draw of it. And you know, you have actors actually acting, but with the technology. I mean, every wrinkle in the face. It, it was amazing. But um, I did see a thing um, where they were talking about training the actors because the last one is the second one is way of the water so still haven't seen all the actors had to be trained to deep dive oh yeah so they 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 had the the one the one actress wound up being able to hold her breath for like almost nine minutes was it zoe zaldana no oh um hunger games hunger games yeah jennifer lawrence i'm pretty sure no she wasn't in no, she's not in it. She's not in it. It wasn't. I know it wasn't Zoe Saldana. Well, not too many other. Well, anyway, going back to the Golden Globes, drama, motion picture, nominees, Elvis, Tar. Kate Winslet is who it was. Okay. Top Gun Maverick. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen Maverick? No. Oh, yeah, you definitely need to see that. I wasn't um, a fan of Top Gun. Oh, dear God. Avatar, The Way of the Water, and then The Fablemans, which is the eight mile of uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> okay. That's you know, how how Eminem answers, hey, is eight mile about you? And he's like, eh, loosely based. Yeah, kind of. There are a lot of things that have happened. Kind of. That's exactly what Steven Spielberg said. So that's how I say. Is that like what Weird Al Yankovic said? Oh, that movie was great. I oh that one was just abstract you know it's weird out but okay drama actress Kate Blanchett Tar was the winner again haven't seen it Viola Davis the Woman King I I haven't seen it but I've heard it's amazing uh yeah she well she's amazing on her own but, oh she yeah I mean she's she's money uh Michelle Williams the Fablemans Olivia Coleman empire of light never heard of that movie that's the thing i mean like i'm we're movie fans but we draw a line i mean there's certain types of movies that we need i mean we can say safely that we're just gonna jump out at me like this uh i actually was excited to see this new brad pitt flick uh with brad pitt and margot robbie Oh, Babylon. Yeah, that's that's one of the nominations. So I, w- I was excited to see it, and then, like, it just got shit on by, <laughs> and by like, all the critics. Too. And, yeah, I was like, I was like, this movie looks great. It's got, you know, great Gatsby vibes, kind of. And- so you never saw uh, Netflix's version, or Netflix's Blonde, which is about um, Marilyn Monroe? No. I heard there's some very intense. Um, Historical, like, characters don't do it for me. Like other than, oh, I they think, don't watch the woman King, even though it's 
totally historically well, I mean, inaccurate. Okay, but, so it, I don't know. It's just the ones that have been done, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You know, Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, JFK, well, you know, we get it, you know? All right. right. So I don't necessarily know that I need another Marilyn Monroe movie or I need another, you know, JFK movie or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, I, was, I think the last historical movie I really watched about an iconic it was probably Malcolm X. Great movie. Yeah. It was a God. fantastic movie. And also Denzel. That. You're not going to not watch Denzel. So oh, it's Spike Lee at the time. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that was the combo, though. Like, De Niro, Scorsese, Denzel, Spike Lee. Yeah, Do the Right Thing, uh, Mo' Better Blues. It wasn't in Do the Right Thing. No, I just, Spike oh, Lee. Oh, but oh. he was in Mo' Better. And, uh, yeah. He was he was in Jungle Fever, too, wasn't he? he yep. Yeah. He, no, that was Wesley. That's right. And he was in He Got Game. Yes, that's what it was, yep. Um, But... Mo' better, every, make everything mo' better. Everything. What was the other? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is, I, I started it. I got two minutes into it, and I, I stopped it. But I really, do you follow, like, certain critics and, like, you know, find uh, similar, like, hey, if this guy likes it, I know I'm going to like it. No. Okay. I follow certain you know, not like Roger and Ebert or, or Ebert and Roper or what any, any of them, but IMDB traditionally, if the score is high, I'm going to like the movie. And I have this lined up. It's in the queue everywhere. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I've heard of it. Yeah. And, uh, data from the Goonies, um, uh, one, be- just one best supporting actor. For this, which, you know, awesome, you know, out of nowhere. And Michelle, I'm going to butcher her name, Yao, yay. Um, she was in Crouching Tiger and uh, just an amazing actress. Um, and she won Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. And um, so that one's in the queue. I mean, it actually looks really good. Uh, House of the Dragon won Drama. Were you surprised? Yeah. No. <laughs> Can we start a petition to, you know. No, that was so good. House of Dragon was so good. We need to increase the screen, you know, clarity a little bit. Um, as far as, well, it's too dark. Like, well, everything's they so. Electricity. Fr- they all live in fucking castles, man. What do you want? Uh, okay, but, you know, we've seen the memes where it's just like a black square in the meme. And it says, <laughs> man, this new episode of House of Dragon is great. I'm sure they can fix it in post. Well, they don't. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure they I mean, could, but they don't. I'm sure they will. If that's if that's the biggest complaint that they have about a a show coming out, then okay. Yeah, and you've got worse things. And know? aren't you? You're an Ozark fan. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was that's my dude right there. Drama series was House of the Dragon, which one? Better Call Sal, Ozark, Severance, and The Crown. Severance, I watched like six episodes. Has a very unique. Um, I, I wouldn't really call it a drama. Um, well, I guess you have to because it's definitely not. There's funny parts in it, but um, very weird. Very weird. Um, Ryan Murphy won the Carol Burnett Award. And, of course, uh, 
uh, Mr. Eddie Murphy won the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Um, everything else. Colin Farrell. Yeah, the, the Banshees of whatever that he was in, he won that. Um, yeah, they have some. He was great as Penguin, by the way. Yes. And, well, he's doing that again. They're, yeah, they've got, they've got a, a series coming from that. And they're supposed to have one called Gotham PD. I saw that. Or Gotham, there's a Gotham Knights, too. Yeah, I think the, uh, that's a CW show, but it's got um, the guy that plays Cass on Supernatural. He's going to be in that show. Um, I never watched Supernatural. <laughs> oh, dear God. So, I don't, not my vibe. I have to. I have to. Um, I don't. I uh, is it still on? No, like, no, no. I was no, gonna no. say that's old, right? Yeah, that I mean, like it's, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, old, right? No, newer than that, but same horror, you know. And it was it was done. There was great. I mean, the casting on it was amazing because those two guys, Jared Padalecki. And uh, the guy from The Boys. Um, God, I can't think of anything. Seriously, the getting old sucks. I can't remember names as anywhere. But the casting of the guys were phenomenal. Um, and the, the one guy is playing the new revamped version of uh, Texas Ranger. Walker, Texas <laughs> Ranger. Can we stop with the revamps and the redos and the... It Dukes Come of Hazard, blame it on Dukes of Hazard. You remember when Johnny Knoxville and oh, yeah, yeah, that was done so perfectly though. And that just was, leave well enough alone. Like I didn't need that bullshit coming to America sequel. That, yeah, was, that was terrible. Terrible. But when, uh, what's the Dolomite? The Dolomite movie was really good. Yeah, that was good. Eddie Murphy when he, I mean he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Dreamgirls. I think it was yeah, and. Did he win? I wonder if he won that. I forgot. Anyway, um, but let's transition over here. Uh, we're going to wrap things up, but I wanted to um, make sure everybody, make sure you are checking out What the Sex podcast. Um, we talk about all the good stuff. Yeah, they it, it is what they talk about, um, <laughs> and it's done very well. Um, Ken is the host of that. You can catch it on Spotify and Amazon. And um, how many episodes are up now? Uh, probably when this comes out, we'll be have. Well, it, it kind of depends on where you go. If you find us on Facebook, there's probably a couple hundred. But um, if you go just strictly on Amazon and uh, Spotify, then two. <laughs> <laughs> then that's fine. That's where that's where we're at as well. Tacos and beer bellies. Um, normally, there's video incorporated, but. Um, We'll say not this one, um, but it, you know, we'll do, we'll do video in the future, um, on future episodes, but we were wanting to just knock one out here and, you know, we, we do this a lot of times off, um, the mic <laughs> where we talk about movies and such. I was like, shit, this is what we need to do on the mic. Um, and I, I definitely, um, you know, look forward to hearing Ken's opinions about the movies um, because we have very similar movie interests, but I am, I will say his homework will have to be watch the top guns. Um, 
Anyway, I've but, seen the first one. I didn't like it. <laughs> the second one is really good. But anyway, make sure you are checking out What the Sex on all the socials and make sure to listen to it. Subscribe, all of that on Amazon Music and Spotify, as well as Tacos and Beer Bellies. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will be uh, coming back here shortly 